Maybe. You're, you're doing that country folk singer thing where, like, you can say literally anything. And it's just like, and I don't maybe know, man. Who could say? Something <laughs> happened once again. And maybe a thing occurred at some time or point in time. Bow, 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 bow. Oh, yeah. Things mm. happened. Mm-hmm. Indescribably, oh, things happened. Hello, strangers on the internet running at a blinding speed towards your hopes and dreams. Welcome to Nick the podcast about friends and video games. This week, we talk about speed running, the gaming subculture that has inspired us all to go fast. Fast in new and exciting ways. Ways that we would have never dreamed of. Fast in ways that inspire crowds and uh, cause Twitch stockholders to uh, weep in joy. joy. My name is Drew. My name is Drew. Uh, I have lost my voice just a bit this week. But that's okay, because I am, and I can say this as fact, decently fast. And uh, that's my fun fact, and I'm just so happy to be here, you guys. I'm just, I'm just thrilled. Oh, man, I actually I... totally forgot to look at the fun fact. God damn, hold on. I looked, I looked at the fun fact, and I'm a little confused by it. Well, just answer the what question. Is Yen... How, How fast, fast are you? What is oh, our okay. question? What is Yen Sid? Oh, well, that's my second you fun know? fact. No. That's my second fun fact. What? <laughs> uh... <laughs> Hello, my name is Adam, uh, and am I fast? Uh, no. It takes me forever to, to get games done. It takes me forever to finish things, because I end up, like, putzing around and be like, Oh, what's in this corner? Oh, what's in this corner? Ooh, over that hill. A Korok seed, maybe? Who knows? Yeah, here we go. Mm. Um, I think I'd be, a, I'd be a terrible hero if there was any kind of time limit. Because be like... Well, then right, you, you'd could. be a perfect hero because every hero takes their goddamn time. Yeah, yeah, I guess Heroes so. Heroes always get things done at the last minute. <laughs> That's actually really true. Yeah. So who is this third person? Hi there, I'm Zach, a third person. And Whoa. I am also incredibly slow. Um, and it's not helped by the fact that I will turn on a game, leave it on, and go do something else on another screen. <laughs> multitasking uh, is a killer it is a killer yeah uh, yes like there are we many are... times there are many times i have been i was like playing uh breath of the wild and i would put it down and i'd turn to my computer and go do something for a couple hours and don't even get me started on the persona games that <laughs> that's the multitasking nightmare <laughs> they're like i have like I, I have like something like 200 hours in persona 3 and I want to say, like, 50 hours of that was I left the game on while I was doing something else on my computer. We are champions of the new category called slow running. <laughs> which is try to beat a game in the absolute longest amount physically possible. Don't you just leave your guy sitting and then just, like, go and get a sandwich and come back? Or do you have to, like, physically right. have your hand on the controller at all times? Does the switch count? I feel like... No, actually. Hold no, on. You can you know, actually make a legitimate argument for a longest time to take. No, like, because then you could just drop the controller and walk away. But well, it becomes a patience battle. But it's... Like, you, you know what you could do is uh, what Desert Bus does mm-hmm. for their for their charity event is that you, you play a certain game that can do an infinite loop and you see how long you can continue that infinite loop until you can't. 
do it. Well, Desert Bus Desert Bus does have an end. It yeah, because it's a charity. It, it's event, like a it's like can... an eight hour drive you have to sit through. But right. then and the second part is drive back. <laughs> right. By the way, Drew, do you know about Desert Bus? I am very aware of Desert Bus. I Man, love it. I want, I want to play Desert Bus. That sounds kind of dumb. I do that. I would do that as a charity stream. That'd be fun. Yeah, I, I no, would join you. Cool. I would join you on the couch. <laughs> I I would also join you on the couch. It is amazing. Um, by the way, for anybody in the audience who doesn't know what Desert Bus is, it is called Desert Bus for Hope. It happens in like November. It is run by Loading Ready Run, which is a basically like comedy group. Mm-hmm. And uh. They do a charity every year, and they raise like multiple hundred thousands of dollars. I think usually about a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. And are uh, they just? Is it just that they're playing Desert Bus, and that's it? I mean, there's also like there's auctions for prizes. There's um, there's like they do Q and A's with people. Like uh, they're near where like uh, where Wizards of the Coast is located. So sometimes they get special guests from there. So usually they'll get special guests from like elsewhere. Um, but yes, it is literally just they have like twenty people, or like maybe like ten, and they just like rotate out on playing Desert Bus just continuously. Oh They'll play for seventy-two hours, just rotating people around. Mm. Yeah, how intriguing! And it raises money for a great cause. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although we're in exactly like we're we're like what? Oh, we're only no. Yes, what are you we're saying? seven months away from Desert Bus. Oh, good. Like, I got time to get my. I have time to get my Desert Bus speedrun strats all in order. Mm. Oh, boy. Mm. Practice long and hard, Adam. <laughs> all right. But, you know, you know who probably wasn't studying Desert Bus speedrunning strats? It's probably Drew, since I... he had a week. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's Weeks. It's Drew. Uh, and this week, uh, I've been I've been kind of busy. I, um, I had to get all my work done during the week so I could have fun during the weekend. Uh, because I got to see Carpenter Brutt, this uh, really excellent neo-synth just band group thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it with my brother. I saw it yesterday. Um, it was just a really stellar concert. Um, lots of very loud, aggressive metal sounds. Um, oh lots of red everywhere. Lots of illicit language on screens that I would not repeat online. Um, no, it was just... Whoa, oh what a what a potty mouth, that Carpenter Brute. I mean, he, he really has right. very few songs with any actual lyrics in them, but, like... <laughs> oh, God, it just... It was it was one of the best concerts I've been to. It was really great. Um, nice. Yeah, like, I was just, like, screaming my head off. There was a really nice, like, group of people just flailing around. Um, for people who are not familiar with his music, it's just very intense nonstop. Um, it's like... Super aggressive synthwave yeah. kind of deal. Yeah, and like live, it's just... Well, maybe synthwave's not the right word. It's like very synth-heavy. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's synth-heavy, but you know, he they had a real guitarist and a real drummer. It, it, oh, God. At the, for the closer, they did um they did a cover of Maniac, but they did like a really fast, aggressive cover of it, and it was just... Hmm. Ah, it was great. Um, that sounds as, pretty cool. As a result, my voice has completely left me. Um... I spent most of today just recovering and working on a note app, so that was fun. Um, mm. Good kind of like way to like calm down after a really intense night, just kind of sitting with me and my computer doing things. Tippity tapping on the keyboard. Tippity tapping. Um, but yeah, that about sums up uh, what I've been up to. Uh, nice. I would like to know about you, Adam. What is a happening? Ah, uh, well, let's see. Um, 
probably a bit of the same old, same old. Uh, Monster Hunter World has its first big event that's going on right now, the Spring Blossom event, which I played a little bit of. Nice. Um, basically, all it is is there are special costumes that you can you can unlock. There's special quests you can do, and like the whole multiplayer hub zone is all decorated out. And oh, look, it's spring! Yay! It's like it's, all right, it's a bit late for spring. It's almost summer, but okay. Um. And that, it's it's pretty fun. I I still cracking away at that. Uh, played more Breath of the Wild. Still fun with that. Um, I was playing a lot more Overwatch recently because they just had the Retribution event. Oh, how is that? Uh, it it's pretty fun. It's it's one of their um, so last year they had the Overwatch Uprising event, which was a a PVE event, which told the which kind of told the story of like one of the missions Overwatch went on. And uh, Retribution is kind of the same thing. It's a PVE event um where you're fighting a bunch of ai uh wow i can't talk a bunch of ai opponents as some preset characters and it's telling the story of black watch and what happened with the venice incident mm-hmm. yeah Ooh. yeah it's it's actually a really cool lore event um actually so so earlier today i was playing the uh, legendary mode with uh three other dudes mm-hmm. and but which one's the legend is that just legendary difficulty or? yeah the legendary difficulty so the the, the hard mode basically uh, oh gotcha and i don't i don't usually play those games on hard mode because i just want my boxes but i was playing it it is it is difficult you need to be very coordinated and the shotgun guys are terrifying Mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, i've played it i think i've only played it once or twice um but it's pretty fun i've been uh playing that and trying to grind some loot boxes for the event uh yeah event's pretty fun i'll probably get a group together and play through that a couple times just to figure it out hmm. um and then the other thing to note I did this week was I went and saw Pacific Rim Uprising. Woo! Which was, I can't remember if I've talked about, I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast. Well, um, I think it's a, either, it's a known fact mm-hmm. that you like the original Pacific Rim. So I'd like to know how you feel about this new, this new entry. Without yeah, this the new uh, fangled machine. Did either of you see it? I have I did not. not see Uprising. I don't want to see Uprising. I saw the original and I'm very skeptical. Because it's not of, being... It's not being directed by Guillermo del Toro anymore, isn't it? Uh, okay, so to kind of keep this review short, uh, it, no, it is not directed by Guillermo del Toro. It is executive produced by him. He was definitely there. Um, Pacific Rim Uprising is kind of weird, if I'm honest. How um, so? How do I put this? I liked it, but I feel like I watched two different movies smashed together. Like, uh. I feel like I watched a Pacific Rim 2 and a Pacific Rim 3 kind of slapped together. Oh, like, uh. so the story is, is that after we defeated the kaiju in Pacific Rim 1, life kind of has to go on, and you follow uh, Star- uh, Stalker Pentecost, the Idris Elba's character from the first one. He had a son who, you know, joined the Jaeger unit and then kind of dropped because he, you know, he was trying to pilot a Jaeger on his own, but couldn't because he didn't, like, he didn't trust his, t- his partner or something like that, and he's mm. like, I can do it on my own. And he got kicked out, and now he's living as a scavenger or and stealing Jaeger parts because the new hotness is, I'm going to build my own Jaeger. Isn't that going to be cool? That's oh. not really... Uh, and he run, and on an assignment, he runs into this girl who has built her own Jaeger, um, and they end, up getting, they end up getting arrested in the early part of the movie. So what happens is uh, Mako from the first movie, the Asian girl, uh, Rinko Kinkuchi's uh, character... Mm-hmm. Uh, She's like, well, since you're my adop- you're kind of my adoptive brother, I'm going to help you out, but and the way I'm going to do this is you need to join the, you know, the uh 
Pan Pacific Academy again and help train the new recruits. And we're going to have this new girl join the academy because she shows promise. Uh, and as they're there, they keep getting attacked by this rogue Jaeger. And this other, and they're like, man, where does it keep coming from? It's so mysterious. Oh, and then you have this other lady who's like, hey, you know what would be cool? Instead of having people pilot Jaegers, what if we had drones pilot Jaegers? Ooh. Oh, and no. Adam. You know. Adam. Worst come. Yes. You've added too many elements. You lost me. And that was my problem with this movie. <laughs> um, so I could I could talk a lot about this. So bottom line of this, I did like the movie. It was a lot of fun. There were giant robots. They were punching other giant robots and monsters, and there were giant monsters. Um, it just didn't for whatever reason. It just didn't have the almost deadly serious tone of the first Pacific Rim, and I think I really liked that. Like the tone of the first one is definitely a. Yo, we have to get this done. No, there's no time for joking around. We got to fight. Mm-hmm. This one definitely feels a little more lighthearted. Um, the yeah, it's I just got, don't it's, know. It's got a heavy metal machinery vibe that you got from the yeah. First, first and these ones part. are a little. These are supposed to be more advanced. But what ends up happening is instead of like giant lumbering machines like the first one, they just kind of don't look right. That, that's just my feeling. Like they, they look fine, but like something looks weird about them. Do they act like weird Gundams? They don't act like weird Gundams, but a Gundam does show up. <laughs> is it like There's an in-joke, or does it just like look a ton uh, like a Gundam? Uh, it's an in-joke. At one point, they go to Japan, and one of the Jaegers crashes in front of this building, and they just and the pilot gets out and just so happens to get out in front of the Gundam unicorn <laughs> statue in Japan. Like the giant life-size Gundam yeah. unicorn. It's like, awesome. wait a minute. Awesome. Um, But it's good, like, if... I don't know if I would say go out to the theater and watch it right now. Um, it, it feels almost like a kind of rent it from the library. I wanted to go see it in theaters because I really want uh, I want to see the movie do well. I, wait a second. I love I love yeah. how you're like, you know what? Rent it from the library. How many people rent things from libraries anymore? Uh, me and my cousin rent stuff from the library a lot. Uh, that's how we'll see a couple of the movies that we're like, this looks great. I hell am not. I'm not paying money to see this. <laughs> All right, yeah, smart this idea. Is how, this is how we've seen Ghost Rider, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, uh, Life. It's like, shit, I, I ain't got time to see these in theaters. I'll rent this. Wait, which Teenage um, Mutant Was that the Michael Bay one that you saw? Because that one was Yeah, not, we've, seen, yeah. Both, we've oh, seen both of them. Oh, oh man. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> is it wrong to say that they are kind of fun? I mean, enjoy what the, you the enjoy. It's, <laughs> it's fine to call them dumb fun. Yeah, oh, they are dumb fun. Uh, there you go. The first one, well, the first and the second one both have points that could have worked had you gone all in on the premise. But nope, nope, they want to do the Michael Bay thing. Uh, but Pacific Rim Uprising, fun movie. I just don't think it was as focused as the first one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's basically all I did this week. Well, Man, yeah. You, you've been busy, my dude. Yeah, you have. Mm. You've had a lot of bizzes and ease. Lots of biz and ease. Mm. Mm. that brings us to you yep it's time for my week um where i maybe wasn't as busy i think the first thing to bring up since you brought up uh the uprising of revent i think uh i have to give everyone obviously the overwatch league update oh thank god for i've been scared (laughs) so uh the shock played like four matches between the last time we did a podcast uh they won two and lost two which is better than their normal 
uh, but they're still losing to teams that are like significantly like there's teams that they should be able to beat if they wanted to have a better record and they're just not able to beat them and that's mm. upsetting but we move on uh in addition to that uh, uh yeah like a lot of the young guys on the san francisco roster have like come online and they're now they're playing together and they're like a team but they're still it just feels like they haven't gotten it all together yet and it's it i don't know they just feel sloppy um, gotcha yeah anyways that's that's the overwatch league update uh, i mean other than that wait current stage for the overwatch league is fucking nuts basically all of the south korean teams are like losing <gasps> it oh is, no time for america to rise terrifying. up no dude uh i think right now new york has got the best record at like three and one but like london is at one and three and then Seoul dynasty is at two and two i think like they're they're doing about the same as the rest of the teams in the league and i'm like holy fuck are you guys ready for america uprising oh yeah um i think that's just the purge or like literally the rest of the world um yeah, no but uh and I mean, even even the teams that aren't fully South Korean, a lot of them will have South Korean players. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, that's there's my Overwatch League update. It's kind of an exciting stage. Mm. Uh, other than that, I have been playing. I've been replaying a lot of games. Like I picked, I started playing Final Fantasy fourteen again, basically to get myself geared back up, which I did pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels so good because I got to the end of the story quest and I hit a like story moment that I like. I got to that story moment and I was like. This is fucking dumb. I, I'm not surprised this happened, but I'm upset. Hmm. Um, <laughs> it's basically uh, spoilers for anybody who's playing Final Fantasy XIV at this precise moment. It is a resurrection. I was expecting. Well, maybe not expecting, but I saw it and I was like, they weren't gonna. They're not gonna do this, are they? They're not gonna fucking. Yeah. And yeah, then they fucking it. did it. And I was like, why? I went through a whole fucking sequence. We had a dramatic fucking exit for that asshole. Now I have to put him in the ground again? Shit. Um, so that happened. Uh, I've been sounds playing Sex again. What did mm-hmm. you say, Drew? I just said it sounds very tragic, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, oh. it sucks. Um, Is it that then, weird dragon again? No, it's not the weird dragon again. Oh. God, I, I'm good with that guy being very, very dead. Um, it is, it is Fancy Prince Man, who is also a total sociopath, and I didn't like him. Like, some people are like, he's so evil, he's sexy, essentially. Ooh, man. And he's I'm got this really gaudy, right pretty-looking face, and people are like, ooh, I'm getting Kuja vibes. And I just looked at him and went like, no, he's just a giant dick. He's just a giant dick. There's nothing else to this character. Um, <laughs> he is, he's just a giant asshole. For like no fucking reason, he like he's obsessed over murder. Um, but what's yes, happening in Civ Six? Chronicles Six Six. I played a bit of it. Um, still playing as the Kree. Still fun. Uh, but the big one probably is I basically like reinstalled a bunch of Skyrim mods, mm-hmm. and I've been playing Skyrim again. Um, now with a bunch of mods, and my opinion of it mm, with mm. the mods, oh, I'm like, suspense. it's basically like I feel like I'm like. I'm playing Skyrim, but upgraded. Like it, it feels like Skyrim when I'm playing it, and I'm like, it's been long enough. That feels pretty fresh to me. But it's also like this feels like Skyrim. I'm gonna get bored of this in a week or so. Like even with a lot of mods in there, it's just like Skyrim is the sort of game that I played a bunch and then I was done with it. And I was like, okay, whatever. I, I don't want to play this anymore. 
And I feel mm. like that's going to happen with me again after like another eight hours of playing of playing Skyrim with mods. But yeah. you know, I I am giving it a try. I'm seeing what it's going. Obviously, it was free, so that has been my week. I guess other than that, I did some other things, but none of them were very important. Other things, miscellaneous things. I've been thinking a lot about Fanime. Ooh, oh boy, that's coming oh up. Boy. Yes, when it is that is. coming up? Uh. When is that happening? It is. It is coming up like uh, Memorial Day weekend in May. Oh. Yep. Well, yep. exciting. Yep. Are you well, going, Drew? Are you going, Drew? Um, you know, I've been to Fanime before, and it was a very magical experience, and I, <laughs> I got a lot out of it, and uh, I just, I don't need to go back. So, have fun. I hope you have a great time. I, uh, oh, man. I may not yeah. be, you know, the five-hour line was a bit of a killer for me, and... There was a... F- oh, boy. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, five... Uh, a- it's in previous years. It's been it had been a uh, crazy if you had like pre-regged and you'd been like hour long lines. They've gotten better. I think I was in line for all of fifteen minutes last last year, and I didn't Whoa. even pre-reg. I just went and picked it up at the damn place. Oh, dude! I with me, damn. it's like I couldn't see the, because it was so long. I couldn't see the front. I never knew when it was actually going to end. So we would curl into <laughs> oh, a new room, and it would just be a room full of a line. <laughs> There was that yep. actual point where I thought yep. it was okay. This is the registrar, and it was just like it was just a line, and then we went out yep, of the room. That sounds right. And then it oh, went into fuck. another room, and it was just another line. It was maddening. It was so maddening. Pretty but nuts. That's the past. We're here to talk about the future. The future. Yes, and we got to get there, Adam. We got to get there real, real, real fast. You know what I'm saying? If only you could speed run through time. Yes, if only one could speed run through the cosmos. Insert but I don't think... strange music here. Let's come back down. Let's come back down to Earth on this one. You can't speed run through time and space, but you can't oh. speed run through a game. You sure well, can, Zach. That's good too, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to today's topic. Hello, listeners. This week we're talking about speed running, which, as you may know, is when you choose a video game and decide to beat it as quickly as possible. Sometimes there are rules, sometimes it's a bit more open-ended, and sometimes people get money, and sometimes people give money. It's becoming a whole thing these days. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You guys know what I'm saying? You guys agree? You guys agree saying. with me? Yeah. Okay, okay. I don't want to say anything that's yeah. not true. You know what I'm saying? So, to start things off, to start things off, we are just going to ask ourselves, how do we define speedrunning for ourselves and the sake of this particular podcast? Uh, you know, I, I looked this up. There's a lot of different categories of speedrunning. Yeah, that um, was, that's what I came to discover when I was looking around for this episode, too. It's uh, it's a varied a varied sport like a lot of the a lot of the specific yeah it is um it's super it feels a lot like a sport it feels like a like a running race but like everyone's timing themselves differently but uh yeah the thing is i so the big ones that i've seen is the the two big ones are any percent and full completion Mm -hmm. Mm. um and then each one of them uh each one of the specific games that has a speed run will have like its own specific thing like there's the Mario, uh, the Mario like seventy star run, or the the Bloodborne all the major bosses run, yeah. or, uh, or or like you know, 
it almost feels like, like Metroid without glitches or versus with glitches and things like that. Yeah, for me, it almost feels like there's like a gaming community, like a fandom. And then there's mm-hmm. always that certain type of person that for like whatever kind of game it is, wants to be the guy or or gal who ends up like beating that game in a certain way. And like, yeah. I, I almost don't know. I, I almost feel like speedrunners aren't like their own community, but like a certain just like personality inside other communities coming together and having tea at conventions. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's yeah. like you don't go to a convention and have everybody speed run a game. They mostly like if they go to a convention, they're just going to talk about it or like one person will run it and everybody else will be there watching. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, it, it definitely is its own subculture stuff. Like, yeah, because like there is a ton that has to go into like getting a speed run put together. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you have like people like exploring all these different factors and things to try to get the absolute most time oh yeah save the most time out of game like there are certain runs it's like this one trick saves like three seconds and that doesn't sound like much but then it's like no that actually is the difference between a world record or not yeah uh i think i think it can be competitive um i've definitely seen some like speed run races before um i think the last one i watched was a um a Sonic Adventure 2 battle, like, race. There were these two people that were trying to race through it as quickly as possible, like, using whatever speedrun tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I feel like it's competitive. I feel like it can be very, like, it's a personal thing of just, like, I just want to get it done as fast as possible. But I do think it is, mm-hmm. speedrunning is more about being in a community and, like, really, like, almost obsessively dissecting a game or a series. Yeah, that's that's something I've noticed a lot about the speedrunning is, is this, like, deep dissection of the game itself like you have to be deeply and intimately familiar with a lot of these games in order to get the best speed run out of it Mm -hmm. um i mean you could just go look up and see what all the tricks are and try to get the best time based off of that but i think a lot of the times speedrunners will get are are pretty well assisted by just knowing the game they're playing super well and i think it's almost a prerequisite for getting a really good run well they have to like they have to like have all these factors and things memorized they have to a lot of the ones that that i watched and we'll talk about them throughout throughout this episode were like the only reason this is a speed run is because you have optimal movement and positioning and that takes practice to get done right yeah honestly Um, i think those are probably the best kinds of speed runs where it's it's really more like um we're, we're gonna talk about this later but it's usually like the the platformers and then uh, a couple of other things probably that produce the best speed runs um whereas y- you get some other ones like like, legend, like say like legend of zelda that are super fun to watch like i remember mm-hmm. watching the legend of zelda ocarina of time one i was just like what the fuck <laughs> oh dude that dude, one but yeah i got a record of like I... eight like 20 minutes or something right like uh yeah about 18 yeah. it might actually be lower like any percent world record i think might be 17 minutes or so yeah oh my it's God. fucking uh, nuts and then uh, and, and we kind of talked about it, but it, it really, you know, for this episode, we, you know, we kind of, we all went and watched a bunch of different speed runs to try to get ourselves more familiar with it. Yeah. Um, it astonishes me how many different, like, categories, everything. And there's, like, because Zach already said the things that there's a 70 star run. There's, like, like, I know Mario Sunshine has a 120, uh, all, all 120 stars. And then there's yeah. 120 stars, no blue coins. On, <laughs> you know, this individual level do this run or do this individual star and like how fast can you do it kind of yeah. deal well yeah maybe maybe that leads us to our next question then um which is what is your experience with speed running and that way we can see the different categories we've discovered and like and dislike mm-hmm. okay uh 
so my experience with speedrunning is uh, I've never actually spe- done a speedrun of anything. Like I said, I, I, I kind of take games pretty slowly. Yeah. Um, I have played a couple games multiple times to the point where I kind of have it memorized. Like um, there's a Castlevania game called Aria of Sorrow that I've run through a couple times just for kicks. And like I'll go through that like pretty quickly. I'll be like, oh, I know I can I get this, 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 this and I'll just go. Uh, it's one of the speed runs I watched for this episode. Um, shocking no one, that speed run was way quicker than anything I could do. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't know any of the tricks. I, I think, like, I think, I, I don't know, Drew, if you've done a lot of speed running, but I think all of our experience is just sort of watching it, um, and, and just sort of being in awe of it. Uh, because that's, that's kind of where I am as well. Like, I've replayed games before, but I don't really replay them to play them faster. And, mm. uh, I, like... I, I mostly replay like RPGs and stuff, so that way I can, you know, mm-hmm. get more shit. Now I feel like speedrunning an RPG is not the most fun type of speedrun. I feel yeah, like... that's not yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> like I, I I don't replay an RPG to do it faster. I, I replay an RPG to play a new character. <laughs> oh man, I, I finished in forty Drew... hours instead of eighty. Hooray! <laughs> Drew, have you done any speedrun or uh, thought I've... or? thought about a game you might be like yeah you know i could do this so i i'm not a speedrunner. i'm uh i have mixed feelings on the actual subject itself um i totally respect the people who take the time to memorize maps and learn glitches and like really pound through and master a game mm-hmm. uh i also like my favorite types of games are very slow and explorative which then pair up mm-hmm. with those weird action heavy games where it's more about style and pizzazz um so i don't really I have seen speedruns, and there have been a few where I've been like, oh, I'm really interested in the tricks and the ways you can, like, boost through a level and do this and do that. Um, it's just, it, I don't think it matches my playstyle, which is, I, I know I was kind of raised on Sonic games. Um, oh my god. <laughs> and I guess that mm. would be the closest I I'm ever sorry. got, is, like, no. wanting to really go fast in a level. Okay. Um, god damn it. I'm sorry. I, I need to cut in here, because Drew says he was raised on Sonic. I believe him. I believe him so much. I remember being in middle school and like I was like at your house for some reason and there was Sonic and I was like I um, that and your neighbor was obsessed with. It's like yes, yes you were. <laughs> well, oddly enough, my first one uh, of my first games was Rayman and because I didn't have a memory card, I sort of had to speed run that game um, <laughs> to try and get further in it. So I actually got really good at memorizing that game and learning how to get through certain stuff really really quickly. Um, mm. so I guess that would be the quickest I've come to, like, ever attempting to speedrun, and that was more based off of hardware than, like, a competitive need. Yeah. Um, and I would not want to go back to that part, because once I got a memory card, I was so <laughs> stoked, and I was like, oh my god, taking my time? This is so great. I, I get to enjoy the world that has been created for me, instead of just oh, blitzing man. past it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw a few speedruns this week and just in the past, um, you know, I, again, appreciate the art form, appreciate the people who do it. Um, you, you are better gamer than I, I, that is not the way, <laughs> that is not I the way say, I do. Most of the time, <laughs> hmm. uh, most of the time when I, when I watch a speedrun, um, it's not, it's usually not something I kind of really go out of my way to find every, all the time. Uh, I have started watching like, uh, Awesome Games Done Quick and Summer Games Done Quick, which is a big charity event. Uh, yep. And they do, it's like a couple, maybe like a week-long event of speedruns to raise money. It's usually for like cancer foundations and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Which so, I think is nice. I, I think it's yeah. nice that those happen. I think it's a really cool event. Um, I encourage anybody to kind of like check it out, like just to like look up a game that they like. And be like, I bet there's a speed run for that, and there probably is, and it's probably weird as hell. Because that's the thing I always get out of speed watching speedruns. Like, what the fuck? What have you done? What did you happen to this game? How is it working? I will say, um, when it's I was so, prepping so for broken. this, did, did, you saw the Sonic Adventure ones, right? Uh, I saw a, from AGDQ 2019, I watched a Sonic Adventure 2 battle uh, speedrun race. So oh, what I will wow. say so that, might I, be a bit different. that I did enjoy is it seemed the people that were good at it were effectively just taking advantage of hacky bad physics. And oh. even then it was kind of like, there's a 50% chance this will work. Cross your fingers, guys. Oh, uh, is this, is this <laughs> the, 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 the quick jump at the very end? Yeah, yeah, like quick the, jumps and like weird bounces and stuff. I'm just like, oh my God, you're playing, yeah. you're playing with fire. <laughs> so Zach oh, and for audience listeners, there is apparently a bunch of stuff in Adventure 2 Battle. And one of them is at, uh, I can't remember what the name of the level is. It's a Sonic and Shadow level. It's the last one where you're in space. And apparently you can just like jump off the railing <laughs> on this one level and just fall into infinity, and eventually you'll hit the checkpoint to that clears the level. You're nowhere <laughs> near the goal, but the the plane extends so far that it says, "Yeah, you're done." What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So instead of falling out of bounds, you just complete the level. Yeah, no. you just like keep falling. Nothing. You has... don't have to do the rest of the level. Nothing has displayed yeah. to me how poorly put together some of those games are than a couple of those speed runs. Like there was one where it's just like, and here we're just gonna go through the wall, and the entire map is outlined for us. And oh boom, my god, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, that's something you know. It's uh, so I think speed running, especially when you do the uh, uh, what is it like when you do a when when you're doing glitch speed runs, it mm-hmm. really shows how much of an illusion a game is. Mm-hmm. yeah like I, I, <laughs> some games are definitely put together a bit more where there's not as many obvious tricks or they aren't as helpful but there are some games and hell there are some genres of games that just seem kind of like made to be sped run and then like you see them do this and it's like oh my god this game is held together with duct tape and twigs yeah like like uh when whenever you see a speed run of a 3d game you almost always are are basically just jumping through the walls at some point mm-hmm. almost always you get you get a jump through the wall moment and yeah with that in particular that particular glitch is probably the most obvious and the most emphatic one of just like oh this game it looks like cardboard <laughs> like, <laughs> you're, you're playing in a cardboard box now um yeah. it's like because you never have textures on the backside because you never need them uh mm-hmm. and, and yeah it's just it it's just so interesting that uh like how a game is sort of put together in a way that you're just like wait how did that break and snap to here um and things like that and it's really cool to see that through the lens of getting it done as quickly as possible mm-hmm. it, it's almost like QA, but like super cracked out like yeah yeah i'd say that's pretty accurate some of these are like all right somebody in qa must have found this hopefully <laughs> uh, you were saying something adam oh yeah damn it discord yeah. Um. That, nothing that important. I was just saying that. Yeah. Speedrunning is a lot like doing a bunch of QA work and then saying, "Guys, look! I found. Look at this thing I did on display." <laughs> well, okay, guys. That was that was a, a series of words. Uh. So our next question, our next question is, why do you think people speedrun? What compels folks to uh to pick up the controller or keyboard and just hack the fuck out of something they love and get it done real quick? Well, I see you've written four suggestions. You've got the challenge, the discovery, the fame, the glory. That's true. And let me tell you, Drew, 
Mm-hmm. I think it's all of the above. Mm. Yeah, I, I I think it's kind of a bit of everything. Like, I think we mentioned this before, but like the amount of work and time needed to put into like getting like a world record run on a game, no matter the category, dude, that takes like so much dedication and time to put into that, and like being almost to an obsessive level, and like there are like whole communities that'll spend time looking for this thing. Yeah, I uh, I think it's actually. I believe it is a really, really spiky activity. Uh, I'm that was a Magic the Gathering psychographic. Um, it is. It's a. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. I but, just didn't know what you meant. So <laughs> sorry. So uh, basically, it's like it's the people who really, really like the challenge of it and mm. who who want to be the best. Um, mm. Who who try like basically like it's the kind of people who play a game to prove themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they they'll they'll go into the game to like beat the challenge and see what's going up. I mean, there's some Johnny tendencies as well, which is another MTG psychographic, which is sort of like, how can I make this really like, uh, sort of like learning how it works and sort of like coming up with creative ways of solving problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a very specific, like it's, it's very strongly about um, beating the game. It, it like just beating it and, and getting it done as fast as possible and you don't care how how this game you tear this fucking game apart if you beat it faster mm. you know um, what's interesting about what you're saying at least from your perspective and i i guess i'm in the same boat is you're talking about beating the game whereas mm-hmm. i think one of my earlier thoughts on speedrunning was it was kind of competitive but from yeah. what i've noticed just looking into it it seems like it's it's more about people working together right like you're coming up and finding all these oh, yeah. nice little bit mini hacks and like like mm. almost like compiling lists of okay you can do this you can do this like it it seems like almost something that people are like actively working towards you know like yeah there's a, there's a yeah. rally around it like it seems there... like a really nice spirited community you know like every yeah you see, like they give money it is... to charity they're like it happy. is mm. so it is super cool like the the speedrunners from what i can tell speedrunners get really competitive about their times and so mm. they'll try to beat each other's times but almost always um when someone comes up with a new technique they share it with the community yeah um, i also want to say like community activity for like these, some of these games kind of goes up and down I, actually zach when you said that it was spiky i thought you meant like in terms of oh. like how much activity was in a net is in a the community uh because one example i was thinking of uh, of that and this is kind of a quick anecdote of like a story like somebody found this one tech shared it with the entire community and it like totally changed all the runs uh I think it was actually about a year or two ago, uh, they found a major uh, breakthrough in the Wind Waker speedrun. And right. what it was was, in, uh, and Drew, you've played Wind Waker, so you'll know this. In yes. in Hyrule, at one point in time, you go under the water and you go to Hyrule, and there's this giant wall that you can't break, and you need the, uh, you need the Triforce to break through it. Mm-hmm. So what was happening in the community was they had spent like years trying to figure out how the hell do we get through this wall? Because if we can get through this wall, we can essentially like chop out like two hours off the speed run time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so th- everybody was trying all of these different things and they just couldn't do it. And it actually wasn't until the uh, Wind Waker HD collection came out that somebody was just doing some random testing and, su- and found themselves suddenly clipped through the wall. And when that happened, the entire community kind of revved itself back up because at that point in time, the kind of the the speed run was kind of mellowing out. There really wasn't much more that they were finding, but somebody found this thing and like shared it online and was like, "All right, guys, here's exactly how I did it. 
what can we do with this little bit of technology? And it like changed all of these runs. Like, I guess, uh, I don't know why this happened, but the, I guess the any percent run in Wind Waker died that day because it was just like not competitive anymore. Uh, but it was just really neat because like you'll hear about these little discoveries in a game that will completely revitalize the entire community. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I agree with Zach a lot on that is that everybody's trying to do like a personal best time and they are competitive when it's like a agreed upon race, but everybody seems really chill from everything I've seen of a speedrun community. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, 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 it's a sort of like race of like everyone's trying to beat their personal best. And I think that's usually people's primary goal, but I, I do think there's a lot of secondary goal in, in trying to beat everybody else's best as well. Mm. Um, it's just, but again, it, it's, it's a very joyful thing. It's a, it's a friendly competitive thing a lot more so than a, a not friendly one. I mean, you get the people who cheat, but that's heavily frowned upon. Oh, did you hear about that? The there are Speaking multiple cheating cheating incidences. Well, the, the one I sorry, I I know I need to and we go back. There was this guy that posted a Super Meat Boy run a while back and it was supposed to be like a world record no deaths run of the mm-hmm. game and for the longest time it was like a world record. I guess until some other speedrunners literally sat there and counted frames to see how he did it. And noticed, hey, wait a minute. When he respawns, it takes two frames for him to do this animation. But that only happens if it has to, if it's reloading after a death. Because if it's on a fresh load of the level, it takes three frames. Mm. What the fuck? And this, oh, and this video has been doctored. And they went back and like did all this frame analysis and eventually proved like, yeah, this guy cheated and stitched this video together. Like he oh, didn't actually God. do this. And the only reason they found out was like frames off of respawn is what told you guys right well like, that's that's the thing about the speedrun community and that's probably why they're probably one of the better ones they are super super good at scrutinizing a game actually you know what's really relevant right now uh the whole king of kong controversy that's happening oh, yeah. right now oh the what uh, well it's not a speedrun so much as a world record thing but it, mm-hmm. it's kind of in that similar vein of uh i think Billy Marshall or something held the world record for Donkey Kong for the longest time. And they just found out that like he cheated on because it was non, it was like through emulation, not actual arcade hardware. Uh. So all of his records and times got uh, revoked. Oh dear. That really sucks. Well, I mean, it sucks, but apparently this guy's a huge asshole. Well, okay. So is emulated, like, is it just, he used an emulator to start going to an arcade machine or was he using, it was like a assisted run? I don't really know. I've I've only seen a little bit of it. Uh, if anybody's interested, there's a movie called King of Kong that wow. talks about it. And uh, I guess just look up, you know, what's the guy's name? Billy Marshall or Bill Marshall. And you'll find some stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like the speedrun community is very... How do I put this? It's very fun to be... Billy Mitchell. Billy Mitchell. Okay. Uh, it's very fun. But as soon as you start cheating, they're going to come at you. They, they've counted... Frames, man. <laughs> they, yeah, they have like, an intense code of honor. Is what you you're straight up at. like. You can't get away with cheating in it, especially when you have an active community. Because again, they that the whole point is to scrutinize the living hell out of the game. Hmm. Mm. You're choosing the worst kind of people to pull the pull the wool over, like the kind that are like, wait, how many how many how many threads are in this wool? What's happening? But the thing, man? but here's the thing, like they want to look over your run, like go, doing that frame by frame analysis of somebody's run is like. Like, that's what they want to be doing because they want to see how you did it so that way they can do it the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, to be fair, it took them a while to find. It did take them yeah. a while. Obviously, yeah. 
But that yeah, being said, uh, it seems like there it seems like there are many reasons why one might become a member of the speedrunning community. The the, the illustrious group, the the grand whatever. Also, you can brag. The grand, the grand Puba of speedrunning. <laughs> oh, His man. name is Litwick. No, no, that's never a mind. Next question. Get out of here. <laughs> Next question. Uh, are certain games more tuned to speedrunning than others? Uh, I personally think this is something we already touched upon, and I I think that some games absolutely are more tuned to speedrunning. Strangely enough, it seems like ones that are more hackily put together are much more easy to exploit and thus more fun to speedrun. I think. Run. Yeah, I think I think if you I want to talk uh, about like it, I think the ones with, that are sort of hacky and glitchy are the ones that are really great for any percent speedruns. I think mm. the uh the the no glitch speed runs are probably best for like a platformer or something that's no, I, I think oh, that's yeah like the no glitch um, ones i think i think like a straight platformer or like a side scroller or something like that uh in my opinion there out of all of the ones i've watched and maybe this is just the ones that i've uh how do, how do i put this it may just be the ones i've watched but it seems like a lot of people put a lot more investment into a lot of adventure games. Oddly enough, like Zelda has a like, always has super big speedrunning communities. Uh, mm-hmm. The Castlevania ones do. Uh, the Souls series have crazy big um, speedrun communities. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I don't think any of those games you would say they were. And a lot of those have a lot of glitch runs in them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as you know, like do a no glitch run, do a glitchless run, or do everything except this glitch mm. kind of thing like uh metroid fusion actually la- just this week had a uh a breakthrough happen where i guess you can access the game's internal memory and alter it by Whoa. dropping power bombs <laughs> and because this, and because of this gl- all right uh, hold on let me see if i can find this uh, uh basically amazing. because this run happened it had to create its own category because it is actually unfair if you use this run, like if you use this trick in any other run, because of how much time it would save you. Oh my god! Um, I can't find it right now, uh, but maybe maybe we'll post it or something alongside. But yeah, it was like use this power bomb. You can start manipulating internal memory storage. Mm. So for you, you think uh, it's more I games think that... that are continuous, maybe adventure-y, like it, it almost, I don't know. I don't know what about the adventure genre would draw I... speedrunners. So here's what I think. Uh, I think any game with a lot of moving parts in it is mm. open to speedrunning. Like, mm. and I think, but I, what I mean by that is like, like the Resident Evil's, Zelda, Castlevania's, a lot of the Metroidvania, that whole genre, uh, plat- a lot of platformers. If you can start finding the triggers that cause other things to happen those kind of crack the game open a bit mm-hmm. so anything where you can like start looking at the you can start figuring out the moving parts of it mm-hmm. um like some games just I, I don't know like i've seen a couple 2d platformers and those ones are a lot more about optimal movements rather than glitching uh and i guess that it you do have to talk about them in two different ways like that mm-hmm. uh but i will say i think any game can be sped run as long as you have the if if the game is open enough to player exploration and people are actually willing to do the run, pretty much any game can be sped run. I I agree. Pretty much any game can be sped run. I I guess I'm I was thinking more like what's fun for me to watch versus what would be fun for someone who's involved deeply in like solving that. Like I think a runner might want something differently from. Like, oh okay. Like like uh, with me, I have a well, ton of fun being que- like. Oh sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, if the question's like what you find fun to watch, uh. I really like watching glitch runs because to me, like I like watching speed runs that, that will show glitches because I feel it 
it often gives you some insight into how the game's built. Like, it gives you some idea of, like, the inner workings of it and how it's being exploited. Uh, I don't know. I think those are really fun to watch. No, because I, then you I, get some weird shit going on. I, I agree completely. Like, again, I do not frequent speedruns, but of the, when I do check out a snippet, when I do get a little bit of an interest, it usually is just to see, like, wait, how how did you get here on the map? What is what is the, this strange thingamabop you done did? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Zach, you got anything anything that you think might draw someone to be in a speedrunner? Um, I, I think again, it a lot of it's just going to be the challenge of of doing it really really quickly. Um, <laughs> and and just just like the the idea that like you have you know there's a world record on the table. Can I beat that? Mm-hmm. And some games, yeah. I guess maybe and, some and games. Like, you know what it is? It. Some games have that timer. Games that don't have that timer probably don't draw people into like. It almost seems like it would be a challenge, right? Which is weird and funny because the games I know best for having timers happen to be like those long-running RPGs. Well, that's the thing. I really don't know. And maybe I, I might be wrong on this. I don't feel like the long RPG lends itself to oh god speed no. runs. It's, because it's the opposite of a speedrun game. Like it's weird because I know you definitely could do. You probably can, and I know there are like speedruns of the Final Fantasy games. Uh, I can't say I've ever watched a speedrun of Final Fantasy, so I have actually no idea how you would even shave seconds off whether it but maybe it's like we're warping around everywhere we have access to end game gear we've glitched our attack values to be insanely high uh but it almost feels like rpgs don't get sped run because there's usually a lot of exposition in them and that slows it down yeah right oh what is it um specifically people do speed runs of breath of the wild in german because it makes the text go faster oh yeah dude i've seen uh, uh there you know like I said, for this week, we watched a bunch of uh, speedruns, and it was a shocking to me how many were in non-English just because they were like, yeah, we're doing this because it the text is faster. <clears throat> yeah. You know, that's dedication, though. That's that's uh, that's caring and commitment. It like, is. a bunch of them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess that brings us to uh, our next yeah. question. Uh, next how do you guys question. feel about a pure speedrun, one without glitches, and one that, you know, you're allowed to glitch? Because I've seen both. I've seen both. Clearly, I prefer one versus the other. I like glitches. Has... I'm not gonna lie. I just really I, I like breaking open breaking open the game to see how it works. So I really yeah. like glitch speed runs. Drew, are you are you a no glitch kind of guy or? Uh, you know, I, as I said, like I think seeing funny glitches is more interesting as a viewer. But mm-hmm. I guess if I was trying to challenge myself, then I would almost feel like the glitches would be cheating. Like I'm always not always of the opinion, but like. Like, glitches are if you're screwing around. I can't see glitching in order to get street cred. You know what I mean? Right, Mm. yeah. Well, so I'd say this is, like, uh, as I mentioned before, like, um, there are whole speedrun categories that are built around some glitches. Like, like that Metroid Fusion one, or there's a couple Zelda ones that are, like, the entire point is you can and cannot abuse these certain glitches. Uh, You know, the any percent category for most of these games are just kind of that's the open field game like all right that, that's kind of what zach's talking about of like do whatever just go right yeah uh so i mean a glitchless run will still require people to do a glitchless run usually requires more optimal input and like more best movement stuff uh glitch runs also require that but i feel like they also require like more precise like a lot of these things are like frame perfect kind of things um mm-hmm. and i guess i wouldn't call it cheating for a cut like one, if you're competing in that category, you kind of already, just, you kind of know that that's what's on the plate kind of deal. Uh, and two, and this is kind of a reiteration of one, now that I'm rereading my notes, is mm. it'd be like entering a race 
saying like, okay, everybody, you can run and use a car and then get upset where I didn't use a car. Why didn't I read? And it's like, but everybody could use the car. Everybody could use the wall glitch here. You were supposed to know that and know how to do it kind of deal. Yeah, that's 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 kind of how I feel is it is they are both legitimate categories in terms of speed runs. Um, any now, percent is just how hard can we break this game to, to finish it faster? I do yeah. think it's interesting that both communities exist and sort of coexist. Just because, mm-hmm. if you remember when we were talking about competitive Smash, it seemed like the prevail- like the prevalent, uh, the prevailing idea was, "Hey, um, get good. If if a computer can do it, if you have an opportunity, take it." And it seems mm-hmm. that hasn't really become the general idea here. Again, it seems like a much more like accepting community of like whatever yeah. you consider bolting well, through something i think it's i think it has everything to do with because there are different it's basically like any kind of like sport where there are different events to run kind of deal it's kind like, of like it's it's a lot like track and field in that way yeah yeah like it's a good parallel if you can get enough people to sign off on the idea of hey this category has legitimate street cred like <laughs> it reminds me of how you like, gotta in super mario you gotta build up your speed running street cred <laughs> <laughs> to get accepted as a as an official speed run yeah well it's kind of like how uh ocarina of time has you know there there's a 17 minute run for any percent and that's just doing whatever the hell you want there's a 100 percent run that i watched at one point and, and i think we will probably quickly go over a few of those it was just like this thing takes four hours because you have to do so much double backing and glitching through everything then there's a run of ocarina of time which is no a button what? what? At, at no point in time are you allowed to click the A button. That's like, what? That sounds so hard. Then there's an Ocarina of Time category called Three Pause. I didn't it... know about this category until recently, and you're only allowed to pause the game three times. That's that sadistic. means you can't open your inventory. It's like <laughs> so. I think it's like I think everybody's like so okay with it because it's just kind of like. I'm going to make my new event. Everybody who wants to join me, come join me. And they're like, okay, that event just, sounds stupid. I don't want to run that. You know, I think it's just just people find new and interesting ways of running it. And especially when the game is old and popular, like, say, with Ocarina of Time. I think people just come up with new ways of doing runs and things like that. Well, it, it's, it's got this, It like, I've noticed this in the speedrunning community. There's a, this big sense of pick your challenge and go do that. Yeah, I think that, like, it's just a, like, it's a personal challenge kind of thing. And then enough people are like i bet i could do that yeah 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 i <laughs> bet you could beat kingdom hearts without hearing the word darkness ever. Well, no that's actually no that's impossible, impossible. <laughs> that 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 has yet to be proven welcome to my new speed run category kingdom hearts no darkness run <laughs> no, no darkness oh my run. goodness i feel like that could be made real with certain conditions because you know what there are people who speed run the bosses of that game there's a lot of like i don't know like I've dude, seen some very interesting Kingdom Hearts vids. Like, just... Dude, I found out that somebody beat Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, I think it was the Ventus route, in 45 minutes. He's like, how? What? How do you do that? Uh, how? I don't know. Wait, I, how, I didn't, wa- I didn't long... watch it, but I was like looking and it's like, what? How long is Birth by Sleep normal? Uh, Birth by Sleep, each campaign is a full-length Kingdom Hearts game. That sounds like 40 hours. Yeah. 40 maybe 30 and he beat it in 45 minutes that's hell dude i saw i saw a speed run i I haven't watched it because i haven't beaten the game but there was a speed run for all shrines in breath of the wild and it's like a couple hours that's that sounds appropriate because if you know where all the shrines are they're actually not that hard to beat gentlemen 
I feel like we're getting into our next question, which yeah. is oh. share some sweet speedrun stories that you done have. Is that is that fair to say? Is that yeah, fair? that's pretty fair. Yeah. Um, okay. I can I I want to start this one off. Well, okay. And then I watched the how the Pokemon Red Blue version got to got to the point it is now in its speedrunning. And let me tell you, it's super interesting. Like the way to beat it. Mm-hmm. And people tend to run Pokemon Blue. Uh, Pokemon Red and Blue are considered basically the same. Actually, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. This actually just counterpoints me because that it's a long ass RPG that people are speed running. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, people get it down to like 30 minutes and lower than that. What? <laughs> oh my god. Um. I might be wrong on that. Let me let me go look this up. Uh, I, I like I don't. Oh, well, he looks that up. Run. I, I do know for a fact. Loose speed run record. Uh, while he looks that up, I do know for a fact Pokemon Red and Blue is buggy as shit. Oh, I take like, it back. Um, uh-huh. Best time for any percent glitches is one hour forty six minutes. That's still oh. very impressive. Uh, glitchless is one hour fifty nine minutes. Twenty oh. percent no save corruption is eleven minutes. No, oh, <laughs> no save corruption. Jesus. What the fuck? Why is this so much faster? Uh, There's probably catch a very them all. Glitch. What the fuck? Catch them all is an hour and forty minutes. Okay, that that's ha- some Bill's PC bullshit. There's no way that's legit. That's <laughs> and then reverse yeah. badge. Oh my fucking god! Reverse, reverse. badge order is twenty five minutes. Well, we could go through the list of categories. What what's something cool you remember from the uh, the progression? Like, was there some big breakthrough that um, like, dropped it down? So the really big thing with the uh, the the really big thing with Pokemon Red and Blue um, is you, like I found it so interesting. It used to be that you would get Squirtle, which helps against Brock, and then you just level the hell out of Squirtle and only Squirtle, mm-hmm. and just bust through the game that way. Um, but then mm-hmm. somebody else was like. You could do it slightly faster with a Nidoran, and a so Nidoran? it became it became a get Squirtle until you can get a Nidoran, which is why people will do Pokemon Blue version. Uh, because oh, because he only shows up in blue. Well, he shows up in red. It's just has like a five percent chance rather than a thirty percent chance. Uh, um, oh, okay. So you get a Nidoran, and then you just bust the game on Nidoran for the rest of it. <laughs> um, it, I, I find it to be the funniest thing. Nidoran too strong. Nidoran too strong indeed. Uh, but yeah, it is super crazy. That hour run that you were talking about, like, do they glitch something to get Nidoran or? Oh, this is any percent glitch less. No glitches. But yeah, yeah, they you beat get like, that game in like an hour or so with Nidoran and very little and like no glitches. Yes. Oh my god, that's that's crazy. I still find no fucking save corruption eleven fucking minutes. Uh. Let's well, like, see. I'm, I'm surprised that's a category. Like, the no, your save file isn't corrupted, and so you're good. So that means you're <laughs> glitching, right? Like, does that mean there's a version where you can, like, get it done in a second, but your file explodes? Like, This isn't a speedrun, <laughs> but I do know that in uh, the Resident Evil Remaster version on PC, when that came out, there was a glitch that lets you immediately skip to the end credits. So the leaderboard for that game all have, like, one second. Because mm. you just walk up do this thing, and bam, you're at the credits. Wait, what? I, I saw it. I still have no idea how this happened. It was just like they walk up some stairs. Look, you're in the credits. It's like, how? Oh, my God. I Admittedly, like, is the speed run... Here's, here's, here's the true philosophical question. Is the speed Ooh. run for Far Cry 4, the mm-hmm. amount of time 
is just waiting through that cutscene. Is it 15 minutes? Is it the 15 minutes to, to get that cuts, in cutscene? You're going you're gonna to give us some context, Zach. Some context for it. I, I know you're talking right, about it, but our listeners in, may not. So in, in Far Cry 4, if you just follow what the guy does, he gives you an ending. Mm-hmm. Is that an appropriate speed run? Oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in Far Cry 4, you can just sit there and he'd be like, okay, get out. No, he's not get out. Over. He's like, oh, okay, you wanted to do this thing? We'll do this thing. Okay, you're done. See, let's go have some fun. And then the game ends. So that's, again, it's the real question. Is that I is that I, a proper I feel, like, run? I feel like it could be, but who's going to run that? I don't think anyone's going to run that. Well, because you have a baked the only in, optimization like, minutes. Like, <laughs> the only see. optimization is you can do your PC and load the game faster. All right, I looked it up. Far Cry 4. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yes. What the fuck? Um, there isn't any percent run. It is 24 minutes, 46 seconds, 780 milliseconds, time without loads, and then there's time with loads. Hmm. So yes, that 24 minutes is the is the alternate ending speedrun. Oh my god. Alright, uh, let's see, do I have any... Fun? Non-alternate ending is 3 hours, 53 minutes. <laughs> okay, that seems more fair, that seems more fair. Uh, do I have any fun ones? Um, so like I, I said, I, I, I did watch an Ari of Sorrow uh speed run recently for this episode uh it was weird because i like i thought i kind of knew how this game was working and then he does like this glitch that i have no idea how it happened but basically there's this one enemy that's just walking around and you can jump on him as a platform if you jump on him if you jump on him if he goes around a corner turns around and you back dash off of him you'll clip into the wall and get shot for like up and you're not getting shot vertically. You're getting shot through the game's internal memory of like which zone you're supposed to be in. Oh, so Jesus. it will shoot you into the final zone of the game. That's kind of like, great. Damn. It's like, what am I doing here? It's like, I don't know. But you're in the you're in Dracula's keep. What do you want to do now? It's like, I guess we'll fight Dracula. Like, I guess we will. Uh, so the the run I was watching was an Aria of Sorrow all bosses run. Um, mm. It was fucking stupid. It's like it's twenty minutes. I just looked at it. The, yeah, that one's like 20, maybe 24 minutes. Uh, the one I watched, the, I don't think it was a PB. Yeah, world record is uh, Soma, Soma All Bosses is 20 minutes, 32 seconds. Yeah, and it's basically, they they just jump around through the castle. Um, I think there there's a couple, and I'll just read a few, and then I'll, I'll hand it off to Drew. Um, I watched a Mario Sunshine 120 stars run by Average Trey. Mm-hmm. Um, that one was neat, because it was actually there's actually very few glitches he's doing but the ones he does do are are kind of nuts like there's they're not even hard there's a glitch where he just walks through a wall it's missing the collision wait like, what there's if I'm you so- go to so in mario sunshine if you go to the uh delfino plaza if you ride on yoshi you can run at this wall at this particular angle when you do, you just kind of fall through the wall, and now you're underneath everything, and you can run around and go anywhere. I'm wondering, it's like, like, how that happened. I don't know. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Mar- like, for Mario Sunshine and a couple of these other ones, it's like, I'm going to use this glitch. And it's like, what glitch? That doesn't seem like, that just seems like somebody forgot to put the collision on. Hmm. Um, but that one's actually a really fun run to watch, if you guys are interested. Because, one, Mario Sunshine's kind of a neat game to watch speedrun. Um, mm-hmm. And it's actually mostly uh, optimal of movement and position. Like, the, they're not glitching it the entire time. It's like, 
I'm going to do this, and by doing this, I'm, I spawn where the star is going to be, or where the, because you know when you beat it, the star kind of floats and descends yeah. somewhere in, like, Mario 64. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, if I stand there when it's going to happen, I save, like, five seconds, and I do that 120 times. So it's legitimate it's like, technique oh. versus, like, one really cool loop, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it's just, like, there's so many neat little moments in that one. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, send that to me that actually does sound very interesting yeah I'll, I'll, I'll throw the one in um did i have any other uh i watched it there's one i want to get into especially and i'll save that one for last uh drew i watched a devil may cry one speed run that you might like ah, all right. uh, that that one was like simply like strictly optimal movements mm-hmm. but what got me about it is that it's actually a category that uh you're kind of playing against how the game tells you to play Because it's not going for highest score, it's just going for speed. So they use all of the items and they like just destroy bosses. Like you know, I was actually thinking about that earlier because so much of Devil May Cry is like it's themed around like you said style and like getting that high score and and like rushing that. Like there are waves of enemies you have to beat. So is it Mm -hmm. just do you just have to be really good at the game and like get rid of them quickly, or do you have to like ignore style and a lot of the stuff that the game Uh, wants you to do? You know. Well, apparently in Devil May Cry, only like some fights are entirely optional. You do them to get points and Mm -hmm. orbs. Um, There's only a couple fights that you have to fight, so you end up like fighting these absolutely necessary fights, fighting the bosses, and using the holy water item to just obliterate them, Mm -hmm. and you just. You buy the stinger and just stinger across everywhere is what I <laughs> yes, what do. I learned. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> uh, but it was interesting to me. It was like, holy shit, there's like no glitches here. It's just ignore score, go for speed. Hmm. Um, and the last one, I think I think Zach watched this. Uh, the Hey Zeus, here's toast. Bloodborne, yeah. all all bosses were on. That I I love that. Like he fucked up a couple times, but like I loved watching that speed run because. Hey Zeus, here's Toast is an amazing like guy to watch. Uh, is he, is Drew, he like did you watch that guy? one? Uh, no. Yeah. Is he like a, a funny guy? Because that that was one of my criticisms of a lot of speedruns is like they're so into it that it, they don't really have a lot yeah. to offer. You know? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how much Hey Zeus, here's Toast does on his normal runs, but he was doing it at, at uh, Games Done Quick, and so he was super talkative. He was really chatty the whole time. Well, I think and, that like, one. You know, oh, sorry, I totally cut you off. Yeah. It, it's fine like he was super chatty and like was making jokes all the time and was sort of like uh like he had a whole thing about ladders best ladders in the business <laughs> best ladders in the business <laughs> uh to me what was interesting about this game is that he he didn't use that many glitches he uses a yeah. couple skips like there's some places where he'll be like i'm gonna jump here uh oh so nightmare frontier you know you fight the amygdala Mm-hmm. He, you're supposed to go through the entire level, and then you find a shortcut that that's that glow, uh, glowing green elevator. Mm-hmm. So Drew, instead, what he does is he jumps off the ledge, quits out of the game, <laughs> and loads back in, and the game has put him on that platform because technically that's the last piece of land he would have landed on, and now he's just down there and runs straight to Amygdala. Nice. Yeah, he he skipped nice. the entire n- nightmare frontier. Um. But what got me about that run, he's just DPSing the fuck out of everything. Like, he's got bolt paper, uh, he's upped his strength, he's got bl- uh, beast blood pellet. It's like, damn, dude, he kills, he kills Ebriatus in, like, 
15 seconds. Yeah, no, he rushes Ebriatos down. I watched it, I was like, what the fuck? Does he just have, like, a really good build or something? Because, like, even... No, he's so really... No, he he went all in on strength. He uses the, uh... The... He's saw cleaver. Saw cleaver, yeah. He's a saw cleaver short form. He doesn't use long form at all. Um, uh... And he just puts on bolt paper, uses beast blood palette, and just put all of his stat points in strength. And he did fully upgrade it. He fully upgraded the weapon. Or like, oh, he did. Plus okay. He plus nine did. He didn't get the. He didn't get uh, the, the. I rock. guess to me, what, what blew me away is when I saw him fight the orphan of Koss, and it's like, you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> he just no. did this and didn't get hit. Watching watching him fight orphan of Koss is like, what the fuck? Because Adam's what? right. He did it without getting hit. Uh... And the boss didn't do anything. He just stood there and go. Why? Like, whap, 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 whap. Okay. We're done here. The, did he, did the he nightmare glitch is... the boss? Like, no. Yeah. He, so he just cleared it. He it wasn't, was crazy. He wasn't glitching it so much as he was doing so much damage at once, Drew, that he forced, uh, he forced the boss to go into his next phase, which left him open to backstabs and just hit him. Oh. Yeah. Like, that's good. It, it, I'll, I'll, send you, I'll send you that one because you'll be able to appreciate that one a lot. Yeah, uh, um, he also, he also, he, he ended up doing uh, Cleric Beast way late in the game, so he just melted it in five seconds. Didn't he, like, two-shot it? It was like, <laughs> oh no, this boss is gonna be really hard. One, two. Okay, it's done. <laughs> we're like, whew, that was a difficult one. Oh, that, um, is, that is excellent. That is excellent. Okay, uh, so I have one last have... speedrun to mention. Uh, oh, go ahead. So this is going to tie this one back up to the earlier talking about. Uh, there is a Overwatch Retribution speedrun for Legendary. <laughs> Do you want to know the time? Well, you're tell me. Tell, tell it to me. <laughs> 15 minutes, 26 seconds. I, oh, well. That sounds about know, right. Yeah. I what I got. So, but normal mode. Do you want to know what the time is? Please tell me it's like 30 seconds. No, it's 5 minutes, 30 seconds. Ooh. Oh my god. How? <laughs> just melt them um and, although this is all heroes if you want to do just regular mm, retribution mm-hmm. it's a little different um if you want to do all if you want to do normal <laughs> there's only there's only the normal mode run because nobody's done legendary for the regular retribution hmm oh well uh drew did you have any speedrun stories you wanted to bring up you know i um i saw i saw a few there were a few that i thought were really interesting um uh going back to the glitches are such fun um paired with oh this is possible because of the way a level was designed um so going back to our boy sonic um in the last level (laughs) of sonic adventure on sonic story the level designer had a duplicate little what you finish a level by jumping on a little box that like basically ends it and there's a debug one off in a corner towards the beginning of the level. So what this person does is they just go in and like shoot off into the darkness, randomly land on a platform and get to end the thing in like 10 seconds. And it's just like this like ridiculous, how did you find this? How is this possible situation? Like that's what I'm always blown away with by speedrunners is like they find all these weird things and like somehow make the jumps work. And in this case, it was just like, this is gross. Well done. I give you a little clap. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really impressed by the portal run uh, just because I saw a no glitch portal run. And that game is just trippy enough to watch when you are just playing it normally. 
and mm-hmm. the skill needed to like actually memorize like where everything goes and like work the momentum properly and like stack different items in the right way was just was really cool to see you know it's clear yeah. that someone really cared it, it always amazed me in speedruns how they seem to have every little piece of the game memorized yeah like that's that's what does it for me is like i could rem- i could be like oh cool i can do this if i try but like remembering to do it all that quickly mm-hmm. like i imagine after 10 minutes like i wouldn't just be like stressing to make sure i'm doing it right but like the fear of like oh god what if i like hit the controller like just this much the wrong so, way <laughs> there's in the in the mario sunshine run there's a moment where he's talking about a run he did where he's trying to get all all the blue coins and he says, listen, there are 240 blue coins in the game. It sucks getting to the end of the game and saying, you have 239. It's like, oh, jeez. Where is oh, the last God. one? <laughs> that would be rough. Um, uh, I have one more that I just wanted to give like a special mention to. Do okay. uh, I am always astonished how busted Ocarina of Time is. Oh, yeah. Like, it is... Ocarina of Time is probably one of... Is like in... On a bad day is in my top three games of all time for me. And mm-hmm. it's like, how is a game that imparted so much joy and like when I was playing it, I ran into none of these bugs. How is it this broken? Like, there's shit in there that's like, how does this game even playing at all? It's it's beloved and it is an old game. So it makes sense that like at this point, it's going to be mm-hmm. ripped apart and all the nasty bits are there to see. Yeah, like, the, the run I was currently and I'm cur- still currently watching this because it's a four hour long speed run. Mm-hmm. It's 100 percent. It's 100 percent of all the collectibles. Yeah, mm-hmm. the the fucking glitches this guy is doing. He he does uh, all of he does child link dungeons as adult link because he's glitched it out that much all right uh he he's like swapping in items just like okay right now he has the bow and arrow he's never actually picked up the bow and arrow he he picked up all of the he picked up the fire ice and uh light arrow and you can use them because you have some item in the slot of the bow and arrow and it registers as an item and says oh you must have the bow and arrow you know oh what, my god. You know what the craziest There's, part is is that Legend of Zelda like if you're not trying to break the game it doesn't break. Like no. It's it's this super is, solid. It's not it's not known as like a buggy game. No, and that's that's kind of my point of like I played that game and I never ran into a bug. And so it astonished me there's like what's happening? How are they doing this? Why? What have they done to my beloved video game? There there's shit man. There world record 17 minutes. Go watch that run. It's astonishing yeah i i will find some time for that um so do we want a lightning round any more speedrunning uh stories or do you want to head on over to our favorite part the design club i think we should head on over to the design club all right Mm. well wizards of the wizards of the north let us all raise our hands and prepare for design club yes this this week's design club, if you are so bold, create mm-hmm. a game themed around speedrunning. Make a very speedrunnable, <laughs> speedrunning friendly game. Well, I think okay. So we need just there. What we need to do is we need to satisfy the the any percenters and the glitchless guys. Mm. So there needs to be two kind of ways of playing through the game. Mm. So one is one is just this whole realm that you have to deal with, like 
all these just sort of glitches into glitches into glitches that let you do all sorts of insane things on top of the game. Hmm. Hmm. But then the the glitchless guys, you give them a nice, solid, like, you can just hit this thing, hit this thing, hit this thing. And just like, if you do it in just the right way, you can get this really nice time. Would it be safe to say that you could just have a mode for the game? One that is collectible focused and one that is, no, all of this is gone. Just get to the end side. Well, for me, if I were making a game to be sped run, I would put in these, I would put in a shit ton of collectibles and make them super obscure. Oh yeah, that's the other one. But like, have a bunch of them be like, okay, so random, like generic number. There's 120 collectibles, yeah? Yeah. yeah, you the game only at every point shows you a hundred of them, and you only technically need, uh. and so everybody it seems like there's a hundred, but secretly there's twenty because there's twenty of them that exist in x y coordinates that are outside of the game, and you have to glitch out and grab oh, and get them. Oh, that's of a bitch. <laughs> so it says a hundred out of a hundred, but if you look in memory, it's a hundred and twenty. Uh, the best part is, is that once you start getting over 100, it'll just display it like that. And yeah. so by the time you beat the game like that, it'll say 120 out of 100. I if you make this game, I, I want the scenario of, guys, God, I got all 100 collectibles. And it's like, wait a minute. There's the last one. I have 101? Oh, no. Oh, no, I would love no. to be that guy, though. The one who, who, like, you think this is the max in the world. And then one day someone's like, wait, guys, there's, like, secretly, like, uh, like 20 more of these things somewhere. <laughs> And just like, like it would almost be like Willy Wonka style, you know, like that last golden ticket was fake. Everybody frenzy. <laughs> yeah. I, I want Actually, the moment. That's that... our theme. It could be just finding golden tickets for Willy Wonka. Um... <laughs> I want the last one is the last, the last set of collectibles. There's two of them right next to them. So mm-hmm. if you had randomly found one of the other ones, you pick this one up and get a hundred and say, wait a minute, but I see one right in front of me. How can oh, there be more? No. Oh no. Yeah, I I, um, I kind of like it as like part of the game. Like if you do all the collectibles, you can get you end up getting hundred and one, and that that last one is right there at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, haven't I already collected? Didn't I already get a hundred of them? Oh no, what? What do you mean I can get over a hundred? And then some people will just write it off, but others will be like, are there more? And then you it's have everybody. Safe to assume this is an adventure game. It, it feels like we're building an adventure game of some kind. Uh. Yeah, adventure. I, I guess in my head, I'm thinking like a platformer kind of thing. Uh, yeah, they're kind of like, like a 2D was... platformer like this would be fun. That would be that. pretty I good. Um, I, I want there to be a lots of lots of ways to move, though. I think that would make it interesting because then you have to experiment with technique, right? Mm-hmm. That is that is pretty. Oh, solid and as well. then and then if you do that, your character can be in all these different states. Like, oh, you can do a jump, you can do a running jump, you can do a spin jump, and it's like if you hit this one pixel while in the spin state. You'll actually clip through the wall and pick up a collectible. Oh my oh god! My, you know what? Oh you god. know what? Hey guys. What up, dog? I just I'm thinking about this. This game would be a nightmare for QA. Yes, or, let's never make it. Yes, it would. <laughs> or it would be a blessing for QA because then they could like skip things a lot. <laughs> actually, yeah, because like if the if there's supposed to be bugs in there, it's like uh, well, this is actually a feature. Like, like guys, you know the old adage: it's not bug. It's feature. Exactly. So all the QA people are like, here's the giant list. Well, the problem is, is that sometimes they'll run across something and be like, is this a bug or a feature? And have to go reference the list. Oh, God, that'd be terrible. Oh, yeah. My idea would be you have you have a debug mode, but it's secret. And it's got all that cool stuff that the, the QAs want. The, uh, the QAs used to get through the entire thing really quick. Okay. And once you discover it, 
that's when the speedrun mode actually turns on. That's when you actually get a clock. And the game congratulates you on figuring out how to turn on the debug mode. <laughs> oh, wow. That actually sounds super good. It's like you have like an in-game way of opening debug mode. Just acknowledging that it knows oh you're doing that. And it's like yeah. going to allow you to. Like, all it's the just NPCs like, all right, here's dialogue. the clock. Can you beat the game? <laughs> I wonder if you would have... If you want to be a super asshole about speedruns, you definitely have to have some form of RNG manipulation where okay this this huh i I don't know what that is like okay so this door leads to a collectible but it's not it's not open all the time ah yes but each time but the sneaky speedrunner you'll note that every time you load in the level it resets the rng and changes based on what actions you took in the previous life like you know if you die it resets the rng so it's like if you do three jumps and a long jump and then walk 15 paces left, you die and come back, and now it's set at 15, and that means it's the door's gonna open. That is like, that is super janky. It's also really amazing. It you're almost veering into like ARG territory. Well, I know that uh, for the area of sorrow one, they had there were some things like that. It's like okay, we suspended the game at this exact point and rebooted it, and I have to do these exact movements. So that the boss will drop its weapon on the first try. It's like that's yeah. dumb. That's, yeah, that's nuts. The insanity that 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 people will go through to like do the that like RNG manipulation. I I actually I do think that'd be pretty cool as well though. I, um, I think a game that is self-aware, like maybe the game that you have to do is actually like a very basic like platformer scenario. Like the actual game is very almost vanilla, and mm-hmm. then the game wants you to discover that it has all these very interesting speedrunning twists. And that's when it kind of opens up and the game maybe has some kind of story about being a game or just something very meta, you know? Yeah, like that, I can see an ARG being built around that concept. Admittedly, like, building an entire game around the idea that it, like, it's about speedrunning. Mm. Like, I feel like for the speedrunning community, which is surprisingly not that large, that would be like, everybody would be like, mind blown moment <laughs> where they're like, I glitched in and holy shit, what? This game is about... <laughs> It's made for me. It's, it's made for, for me. me. Yeah. yeah. I hope they don't I hope people wouldn't think it'd be too pandering. Like it'd be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna speedrun Oh, this game wants me to speedrun it. I'm not gonna speedrun it. It's like <laughs> shut up. Shut up. This game is made no. for you. Hey, you now glitch through this like, wall and get know, another don't... and get hundred and twenty one <clears throat> collectibles. Cause it adds one for for each person that gets all one hundred and twenty collectibles, it adds one to everybody's game. No, just, no, I'm gonna me. draw the line there because that, that would lead me. to just infinite cycles. You'll end up with thousands and thousands of collectibles. <laughs> Nobody can get a faster time than me. <laughs> I think I maybe okay maybe every time somebody uh, beats the world record, oh god, you add another terrible. collectible but to the game, and then they're like, locked. no. You just get locked. Eventually, it just becomes impossible. No, actually. Mm. Well, all right, well, you might be right there. Well, Dang. what is the name of this beautiful yeah. game? This beautiful mm. meta game? Um, Go Fast. Go Fast 2018. <laughs> yeah, actually, because in 2019, when we, re- uh, when we released Go Fast 2018 HD Remix Game of the Year Edition, it'll have even more collectibles. Well, no, what oh happens is every God. year you get an update, and that update changes the rules ever so slightly. So you oh just God. have to re-release the game every year for, like, a dollar no. or something. No, no, no. Uh-huh. I think consistent rules is probably more of what you want out of a speedrunning game. But you can um, have, like, a systems, like a season, like in Overwatch. Seasons work. Ah, seasons that could be kind of neat. Like, seasons, like, 
hey, this version of the game is up. Can you speed run this one? Oh my god. And then awesome games done quick. You you have like an awesome games done quick season. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think <laughs> that'd be fun. I think that would work out really well. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. Um yeah, I think that's <clears throat> yeah, I don't know about the name. I think we gotta come up with a better You don't like Go Fast twenty eighteen? I think R- Rushdown. Twenty eighteen. Okay, sure. <laughs> Listen, for some reason, I'm really excited about putting the year on there. Yeah, you gotta slap, gotta slap that year on there. Fast uh, and Wild 2018. No, that just sounds fast. weird. Yeah, that is a little, a little risque. Anything else we would add into our speedrunning game, or do we think where that's about it? I, I think at this point, we, we've hit max speedrunning game. I think we've done yeah. an excellent job. I it's think we're... time to toast and pour out and just, just, just cap off the episode in style. Well, I... Okay. I'm going to do a toast to the new Magic the Gathering set coming out called Dominaria. It looks yeah. really fun. Also, reprinting a land that I bought four of. Hmm. Well, that's nice. You can get more of them. Yeah. It's going to be... Well, no. Like, I bought it because it's coming out, and the price went from, like, $10 to 5 Which Which land is this? Uh, Cascading Bluffs. Ah, okay. Yep. Okay. Huh. Um, I have a toast to... To awesome games done quick because they're just a cool event i think people should check them out um i like what they do and boy is it really fun to just throw those on at work and just kind of have that as the background noise that's fair yeah that's fair. admittedly i can't i have to mm-hmm. like have, i have to have the video open whenever i'm watching a speed run yeah uh i watched that uh, at 100 zelda run and i looked away for a second I looked. He's in. De- he's in the deku forest i look away for not like two minutes and now he's at the end of the game somehow i was like what how did they do that? When did you get there? Um, I, I am uh, going to do a toast to uh, Summoning Salt, who is a yeah. YouTuber who goes by Summoning Salt on YouTube. And they have done this video series called uh, Progression... Uh, what is it called? World Record Progression. They have a series. It is about speedruns, and it is basically just this really cool like breakdown of the history and how, how the time got down lower and lower and lower for speedrunning. It's really cool. Mm. I'm gonna check that out. Let's see, yep. I, uh, I got, I got a toast. I'd like to give a toast out to uh, yeah, Carpenter Brutt, and a toast out to the the warm up band. I think they were called Jean Jean. They they were very French, and they were really good. Oh, um, I so thought toast to them. See, I thought Jean Jean was just pairs of jeans everywhere. No, no. Um, it was just a really cool like progressive rock band. Um, I'm what? gonna I'm gonna look up the real name and just like put it in the chat because uh, they were pretty solid. I was really happy with them. Nice, uh, nice. Yeah, and uh, a toast to you all. A toast to the world. Oh, yeah. You know what? A toast to everybody. Yeah. Okay. A toast Except to you. Oh, you know who you are. Oh, not you, Zach. You get a toast. Oh, oh okay, cool. But you, yeah. you know who you are. Yeah, you. Yeah, certainly. Quick, let's get a really... So I was going to make a transition with quick and lesson, but I couldn't do it. Adam, can you save me? Quick, let's get a really quick speed of the... Uh, Drew, no, 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 I tried no, no. to do a quick and a transition. Can you save me? Zach, can you quickly tell us a lesson before we forget how to tell you a lesson? Hey there, everybody. It's time now for the lesson of the day. Today's lesson... The secret to success is one part preparation, one part luck, and one part circumstance. And that's the lesson of the day. Thanks, everybody. That's you know, some philosophy, and I like it. I really, you know, I bet if we drew, I bet if we go back to the very beginning of this podcast, we could we could manipulate RNG and actually show up at the end for the lesson of the day. Yeah. In under ra- four <laughs> seconds, listener, if you want to speed run this podcast, 
You can actually just skip to the end. What the fuck? God damn it. I took me a second to figure that out. Uh, You can speed run a podcast by taking the cursor and moving it towards the end. Congratulations. But don't listen to our dulcet voices. Yes. For all of you who decided to not speed run the episode and listen to our dulcet voices, thank you so much. Um... If you have anything nice to say, constructive criticism, or just want to say hi, you can always reach us on Twitter, on Facebook, or at teamnitwick at gmail.com. That's team, N-I-T-W-I-C, at gmail.com. Uh, this week's music was by Pro Leader, uh, so always check him out. He is just a fantastic artist. Um, next week, actually next month, Adam and Zach are going to be running a month of anime. Anime yeah. Um I'm going to be taken off for a little bit taking care of some stuff but i am fairly certain that all the anime will be uh more than i could handle so don't i think <laughs> don't worry drew you just you take care of whatever me and zach certainly won't burn the podcast down yep uh, no nope, won't burn it at all mm-mm, no i mm-mm. I, I am i i am so thrilled to see all the anime this almost okay. feels like when the parent is leaving and leaving the kids like now don't do anything i wouldn't do and like okay mm-hmm. quick invite all of our friends over it's time oh, yeah. for anime. Because you know what they say, when Drew is away, Adam and Zach talk anime. Yes. <laughs> There's the intro right there. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. Everyone. By the way, if you'd like to post your speedruns of this episode, you can do so at Team Nitwick. Uh, that is Team N-I-T-W-I-C at gmail.com. But we already did this part. No, but we're going to do it again because I want people to post those fucking speedruns. Oh, okay, that makes sense. All right, goodbye! Goodbye!